0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 64 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Dr. Quinn Wang, the founder and CEO at Quadrant Eye. Without further ado, let's bring her on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today?
1: Oh well, thank you so much for having me. I am doing very well. How are you? How are you? Hanging in there. It's been
0: it's been a good week. Getting excited for the second half of 2020. Hopefully, it's better than the first half uh, for you know the majority of the population. It's uh, I, I think it's been an interesting time to be in healthcare, even with everything going on um but i'm i'm really excited to have you on the podcast we you know, we've talked a few times and i think we should just kick things off by you telling the audience a little bit about yourself and then we can dive into your business quadra nine
1: sounds good um it's hard to believe that we are Now, I suppose, halfway into 2020, and yeah, uh, there are so many things going on on multiple fronts, and it's just so interesting to think about how um, the eye care industry, including ophthalmology and and optometry, has touted for a while, uh, 2020 being the year of vision. And uh, for a while, that didn't seem to be the case but it looks like it still might be, but just in a different way than what we imagined. So uh, to back up, my name is Dr. Quinn Wang. I am a Duke and UCSF trained cataract surgeon and I practice part-time in San Francisco. The other part of the time, I am the CEO of a startup that I co-founded, Quadrant Eye, which is powering remote eye exams. And so this this uh, notion of telemedicine as uh, applied to eye care, uh, I like to call it tele Eye because that encompasses both ophthalmologists and optometrists. And um, this notion of tele Eye, I think is really going to be the thing that makes 2020 actually the year of eye care because we are all in a position, we as an eye care providers, um, in which we need to be providing patients immediate, accurate, and high-quality eye care um, remotely, whether that be to decrease COVID exposure, and transmission, or if it's because like a a patient is unable to come in, and um, and so like with this second aspect, patients not being able to come in, that has been a longstanding problem. And so there's always been interest in the tele-eye space, but this is really the catalyst, I think, that will improve um, access to eye care for a lot of people.
0: Can you talk us through your recently announced partnership with UberDoc cuz Dr. Mudo was a recent guest on the podcast and I've had a chance to talk with her on a few occasions really like the the platform that they put together I'd love to hear more about that if if you're able to share any information on that
1: Okay uh, so Paula and I are good friends and um, our friendship is based on large part, of course, on our business partnership, business partnership between UberDoc and Quadrant I, but also on the fact that we are both practicing female physicians, female physicians, sorry, in the um, telemedicine space. So it's quite a niche and uh, it was probably inevitable that we ran into each other. And we are helping each other get the word out to as many physicians and patients as possible that um, high-quality remote care, whether that be eye care or general medicine, um, can be accessed outside the traditional healthcare system. Right. So UberDoc is a great platform that lets patients choose the physicians they want to see and see them remotely. And uh, through our partnership, Quadrant Eye becomes um, accessible to a lot more people, if not just through like getting our name out there.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about I mean, how things were looking ahead of, you know, uh, pre-COVID versus what they're looking like now with your business and uh, everything going on in your career.
1: So pre-COVID, I I had a strong belief that technology could be used to streamline and automate many of the redundant steps in healthcare including in eye care. I just wasn't sure what that would look like. And during COVID with all of the clinic closures, I and many of my eye care provider colleagues realized that um, when it comes to examining people's eyes, there's such a focus on hardware that's rooted in clinics that we weren't really able we're in a position to give people accurate assessments, right? So uh, our equipment is slit lamps, Optos, MAC OCTs, and these are all very expensive pieces of equipment that provide us with a level of detail, for example, like a single white blood cell that's just not available through a, a typical Zoom call or any other of the any other video platforms out there, so uh, because of this reality, the shift within the medical community toward accepting telemedicine and being a little more um, willing to experiment out of necessity with different solutions is uh, a very interesting one and Um, puts a lot of people on the same page. And in terms of where we go from here, what things look like, I strongly feel that telemedicine, LEI is all here to stay. And probably we're looking at a future in which patient visits are a mix of tele and in-office visits, meaning that a lot of the history and physical exam can be performed by the patient on his or her own time at home. And that information is transmitted to their doctor who can review. And uh, then the visit can be continued either via a phone call, a video call, or an in-person visit and that kind of more interactive component when where the patient is talking to or face-to-face thing with their physician will only be five to ten minutes, right? So that means that people are spending less time in waiting rooms that are less crowded, and there's a lot more flexibility, and in terms of practice workflow, there's a lot more efficiency. So there is, I do think we're moving in a right direction, even though there's a lot of uh, bad stuff and uncertainty happening right now.
0: What are you most excited about as we head into the second half of 2020?
1: Uh, I am excited to have Quadrant I kind of lead the charge in creating a workflow and infrastructure for teleI that really makes sense and is easy for people to adopt and then from there build up the exam and start incorporating hardware components so that we have like a really awesome all-purpose teleI solution that is like that is not very hard to start incorporating into practice. And uh, we're talking with a lot of super smart people who are uh, in a similar space and partnering up and the ideas that folks have and the devices they're working on are really cool. So there's, there's a lot more coming in 2020 And I'm trying to be focused on like these exciting developments while fully being aware that uh, COVID is not
0: going anywhere. Where can people learn more about Quadrant I?
1: So uh, we are on um, a bunch of social media platforms, I would say. In terms of social media, LinkedIn, our company page, is quite active, and a lot of information is on our website, QuadrantEye.com.
0: Perfect. And I'll throw those in the show notes for everyone to go and check out after the show. What? Awesome. One last thing um, I, I would really like to talk about before we wrap things up is... Something we, we hear a ton, and I wanna highlight this, but you're a super busy person. You have all these things going on. I would love to hear how you, how you manage your time. How do you keep things in order uh, so that you're able to move forward in the right direction? This is a question I wanna start asking all of our guests because I really think there's a, there's a common trend, right? With the focus and how people can wear all these many hats and get things done.
1: Mm, okay, so I I think this is an interesting question, too, and I could use the self-reflection because, yes, when I talk to folks about all of the things that I'm trying to do, uh, so I actively see patients. Um, I don't practice without Quadrant I anymore because it makes me really efficient, and my patients love being able to do part of the exam themselves, Um, So I see patients, I do cataract surgery, I work on um, quadrant I, and I'm having, you know, business meetings and forming partnerships all the time while doing product development. And uh, I also do mentorship circles for women in tech, as well as young women who are um, entering college or college age. So like all of these things uh, take up a lot of time, but they're all things that matter a lot to me. So incorporating them into my day-to-day schedule, just um, it's just because they're high priority items for me falls into place somehow like obviously there are tools that I use to keep myself organized I really like Calendly and um, every day at the end of the day I look ahead to what I have the next day just so I don't lose track of things um, I try really hard also to make sure that I get enough sleep I have a weird schedule now <laughs> where I am like in bed at 9 p.m. but I'm up at 4 Uh, And I really love the time between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m. because I can work uninterrupted by emails and phone calls. So I think that that plays a role as well. Um, But I, I bike a lot. I take a lot of walks. And when I'm feeling kind of at the end of my rope, I try to take a step back and recognize that I do have a lot going on and cut myself some slack. But in terms of like what internally allows me to get all this done, uh, it's a mystery to me. Um, But like the common thread of all the things I'm doing is because I really care. It's not like external motivating factors. Well, of course, like anyone who's building a company wants the company to be financially successful, but like, I really want to make sure that, you know, patients get really good eye care and eye care providers aren't kind of like left in the lurch in a pandemic where clinics are probably going to open and close, open and close. And ORs will do the same. So things are really unpredictable. And if we had something that everyone can fall back on, that only requires an internet connection, and that's quadrant I, I think that would help ease some of the pain that a lot of us are going through during um, COVID and social, political unrest. So, like, that is such a powerful motivator to me. And um, in terms of the other stuff I do with the, uh, with Working with women in tech, that is, yeah, I, I've i dealt with a lot of crap as a woman in historically male-dominated spheres, you know, medicine and tech, and I understand the unique difficulties that we face, and I feel very happy and lucky to be where I am now, so I want to pay it forward.
0: Great. Well... I've really enjoyed having you on the podcast today and look forward to staying in touch with you and continuing to learn more about Quadrant I as well as following the progress of the company. Thank you again.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of healthcare solutions and services to power the future of healthcare. Through Block Health, healthcare professionals and organizations can use their credentialing data for more. They can use the platform to store their credentialing and licensing related documents, fill out a smart common application that could be used to order multiple different services like provider enrollment state license registrations, state license renewals, and much more. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www.elochealth.com. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors. And you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.